You're listening to Own Your Bold, an interview-based podcast for female entrepreneurs and leaders in business. I'm your host, Natalie Sinizgali-Katabong. Today's guest, Allie Egan, is the owner of Buffalo Indie Weddings and Made by Anatomy. After receiving a degree from FIT in fashion design and working in corporate fashion, she moved back home to Buffalo, New York to start her own company. Over the last nine years, Ali has been working with brides to create one-of-a-kind custom and reconstructed wedding gowns. It was this work with brides that led her to realize the need for a better way to connect with the kinds of brides who wanted her service, and so she and her then-partner created Buffalo Indie Weddings. BIW is a resource for engaged couples of Western New York to inspire and connect them to the best, most unique, and non-traditional wedding vendors in the area. She has a young family and teaches part-time at Buffalo State College in the fashion department. Allie, thank you so much for being with us today. Natalie, you are so welcome. <laughs> thank you for having me here. I'm super excited to talk about this. I think you have such a unique business. And let's even just start with the name. I feel like, so it's Buffalo and Rochester Indie Weddings. You started the company out of Buffalo. Did it start out as just Buffalo Indie Weddings and then you extended to Rochester? Or how did that work? So actually, when we very first started, our name was the, um, we were the boutique bridal party. Ooh. Oh my God. That's such a, every business started out as something else. (laughs) I love the naming is so hard. Well, it really is. And that's really what we struggled with um, because we didn't know exactly how to differentiate ourselves from what else was already happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And we knew what we wanted to create. And that's sort of the direction that we went in with the name. Our very first event that we ever held, every vendor that participated had to have a booth space that felt like a boutique mm. so that it could really encourage and inspire more interaction with the guests and more of a connection. So that was our very, the, the, the paramount element of our event is that it had to be different. Everything about it had to be different. And obviously it's a, it was for brides, bridal, so boutique, bridal, party, put them together. That's incredible. So what ended up making you change the name? And did you also change the mission of, you know, that boutique mindset or did you just change the name for other reasons? So we had this magazine for three years and it was everything that we were trying to create online and at the events in print, which was wonderful. And it was beautiful and inspiring. And people honestly still ask about it. Like I was just in a consultation for a wedding dress the other day and a woman brought in a page from the magazine that she had held onto for years. Oh my God. That's like equally flattering. And also like, oh my God, you kept this. (laughs) I was, I was like floored. I couldn't believe it. It was so cute. Um, so it really had an impact on a lot of people I know. Um, but you know, it's, 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 we're in a digital world right now. And every day it's like, why and how can you decide to spend money in print ads when you can actually see the results that you're going to get from those ads online? And I just, you know, we felt like it was a smarter move as cute and lovely and beautiful as it was. And like, so wonderful to touch something. uh, We realized that we could just focus in connections other ways. So cool. Um, Right. So we decided to change the name mainly because we didn't want there to be any confusion as to who we were serving to, you know, and the word bridal 
is something that we really needed to become more, more aware of because we don't just serve brides. We serve grooms as well. And we serve couples of all sexual orientations and preferences. And we needed to make sure that we had something that could really encompass that. So, um, you know, indie, obviously it's, you think of like indie films or like an indie film festival and it's sort of exactly what we're doing. It's, it's grassroots. It's, it's small, it's local. Um, you know, we don't have any corporation or corporations in the organization. We don't allow, um, like, like LuLaRoe and, and, and things like that as well, because we feel like it really undermines the makers that we have as members. Um, so yeah, we really focus more on, um, and promoting those kinds of wedding businesses who are truly unique, special, and local. That's so needed, I think, in our industry. And and actually, speaking of the opposite of local, you guys are you're a little similar to the Knot or Wedding Wire in your soul. You know, the the core function of connecting brides and vendors. What separates you from the Knot and some of the the larger organizations that exist that have a, a similar core function as? Buffalo and Rochester Indie Weddings? I'd have to say it's our connection. The, the, the fact that we focus and emphasize this connection so much. I'm a wedding vendor, so I totally understand what it's like when you are talking to a potential customer and sometimes you just like don't feel it. You just don't vibe and you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's about cost or location or timeline or whatever. Sometimes, you know, people just don't mesh together. And that's something that we try to put out there in the forefront immediately. It isn't just about, well, how much do you cost? Or, you know, what kind of specials do you run? Or what dates are you available? It's, well, what services do you offer? Why are you special and different? And can I see myself working with you? You know, it's much more about a personal connection to the the business owners versus just the business itself. So we really combine those two things, which is honestly too what we do. We do it in the in the website, of course. It's the very first thing that you guys see when you visit our directory. You don't just look at a logo and you know photos. You see the headshot. You get to know a bio about that person, even a little bit of information about their background and their story, and then what does make their business really unique. And that feeling that you get when you're looking through a static listing on the website, you get in person at our events which is, you know, the, the in, in real time culmination of, of this idea of really connecting together. That's incredible. And I think that there's so many organizations that is, exist solely online or solely in person. Um, and sometimes it can be difficult to kind of bridge the gap and, you know, having people from an online community show up in real life or, you know, vice versa. How do you drive attendance to these events. I mean, you obviously, you have a huge following on social media. Your Facebook page has about 4,000 likes. And then your two Instagram accounts for Rochester and Buffalo separately each have, looks like Rochester has 3,500 and Buffalo has like 6,700 followers. So you certainly have a reach, but it can be, you know, we all know that those numbers do not necessarily translate into bodies. So how do you, how do you get people to show up at these events and how do you, um, create the, the excitement for people to actually show up in real life. One of the things I think that really sets apart our events and something that we always think about every show is, is what reason are we giving people to come? Every event has its own reason, right? You know, other bridal shows are wonderful to go to, but they follow this old fashioned mentality of you have to offer discounts and incentives for people to come. And then 
the book with you right away on the spot. And modern day couples don't want to do that because most of people are paying for the stuff themselves. And I don't know if you've checked, but the last time we looked, weddings are really fucking expensive. <laughs> yes, they are. I actually got married in November. <laughs> so you know, and I'll be getting married in February. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's, uh, so, it's hemorrhaging money. <laughs> basically, I mean, it's, you know, like a college education for uh, some people. Um, but it's a lot. It's a lot to ask and it's a lot to trust and trust in, in these professionals that you're paying thousands of dollars to that they're going to show up as, as, as much as you expect them to, you know? Um, so it's not only is it a really big deal to find the right kind of vendors that you want, but it should just be fun. <laughs> yeah. You have alcohol at your shows, don't you? Always. <laughs> All the time. I mean, yeah, of course. Cocktails are a huge part of the show, huge part of the whole idea. And the first show that we ever had actually was on a Thursday evening. So it was always geared at a party. That this is what we're targeting. We want this to be a party. We don't care, you know, we, we don't care about really anything else. It just has to be fun. It has to be a party. We want everybody to have a good time, you know, get a little buzzed, hang out with your girls, or bring your fiance because like I have to imagine too, for, for most, most guys, it's probably not super fun to have to go and stand in there and talk to people about your covers and flower colors and all that kind of stuff. But our shows are great because, you know, well, if there's a football game, we'll have it on the TV. You can go get a drink and you can watch cigars being rolled and, you know, talk to guys about custom suits. And it's just, it's just different. It's way more fun. So for us, that was our mission was if we're going to be creating these, this space in real time, it had to be fun. Also, as a wedding professional, I've done other bridal shows and I, I questioned everything, literally. After I did that one show, I questioned everything about my business and was like, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> because it wasn't a good fit. You, you weren't able to find your brides. Exactly. My brides were not going to those shows. And I realized that all too quickly once it started um, and it sucked because it was a lot of money, you know, and for me as a small business, I can't really afford just to keep on dropping, you know, thousands of dollars on these events. Um, so something else that's important to us too, is that, you know, our prices are very reachable and they're affordable, you know, doable, we think for most small businesses. And just to echo that, I also, at, you know, my photography studio, NSP does weddings we have for 12 years and going to those other bridal shows that you cited was a truly horrifying experience. <laughs> it feels like a cattle call. I mean, there's just hundreds upon hundreds. I mean, I think up to a thousand brides mm-hmm. at some of these shows and it just feels disingenuous. There feels like a disconnect between the brides and the vendors. I also was not finding my brides at these shows. And so one of the reasons I signed up with you guys immediately was because I was looking for something different. The other larger scale bridal shows, it's very transactional. And it's very much you come, you you reg, you know you either you register for us or you sign up with us, sign, sign your name on the dotted line right away, and you'll get this big huge discount. And I can't do that as a wedding vendor. I mean, I custom make my wedding gowns, so I really I realized that my brides just aren't there. They aren't, and they have to be somewhere because they were finding me. But like, how are they finding me? When it came down to deciding to do events like this. And actually the event came first and then everything else came second. That was the premier. It was, it was the, the reason really for us doing what we were doing is that we wanted to create that connection in real time. And we knew that it had to be. A- so I love that you started with the event first and then built a community from there because you really knew at that point that there was a need for it. And the online, correct me if I'm wrong, but the online 
community is the way to sustain those relationships and foster the connections between shows. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's precisely, you said it so well. <laughs> that is why we created the membership structure that we have now. All of the businesses on our website are members. They, you know, they have, there's an annual membership fee. They get listed in the directory. You get all these other perks as well. And becoming a member, like social media mentions, you'll get a blog spotlight. We, you're, you're able to participate in the shows. It's important for us to make sure that if a couple comes to an event and they loved who they met with, but they maybe forgot about it. They know exactly where they can go to find them. They don't have to worry about keeping a hold of a business card or whatnot. We do a really great job at continuing to connect all of the people who came to our events, but also people who maybe just follow us on social media back to what they can find on our website. And I think that's really relevant for any, any individuals that are trying to build a community for whatever, you know, if it's a social cause or if they have you know, something around it that is business related. How do you monetize this organization? It needs to be cyclical. There has to be something that can just continue to work around and around because if there's one, if there's one hole or there's one gap in it, then it's a missed opportunity when you think about it. So when it comes to monetizing this business, um, I mentioned we already have memberships that we offer. So there's an annual membership fee that the members pay and then they get all those perks. And then there's fees for the bridal shows, of course, um, we do charge a ticket price for couples to come. A lot of other events don't charge ticket prices and we've always done it. Even, even from the beginning, they were like $3, but we always did it because we knew that for our events and for our members, the kinds of businesses that we share and that we showcase, they are in the higher end. They are more unique. They're more specialized and they're just different. They're the kinds of businesses that aren't going to jive well with everybody. By having a ticket price, it really helps us curate the kinds of couples that are coming to the shows. You know, it really, it holds them accountable in a way. So it's like, are you really serious about planning your wedding or are you just coming to get free chocolate? You know, like, <laughs> cause it's a lot of time and energy from a business professional standpoint to pay for this booth, to come to the booth, to set everything up, to like put on that happy face for three hours and be like, I'm ready. I can do this. Right. So we really want to know that like the people that we're meeting with are serious too. So Sure. And so it sounds like the way that you do monetize the the group is through the vendors pay fee monthly or yearly. And then the attendees are sort of just paying a nominal fee to make sure that they show up and act right. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and we do the same thing, honestly. If someone doesn't pay for something, they don't value it. And so it can be hard to even get an accurate attendance count when you don't have some skin in the game you know, it's raining, it's, you know, dark out tonight or whatever. Like someone just doesn't want to go out. I, I swear that that's like a real, you know, you plan these events and then it's like the day comes and, you know, we live in upstate New York. People are like, oh, it's cold out. It's snowing. It's like, it's January. Like, you, you know where we live. Um, I mean, guilty. Like I've done the same thing. There's been stuff going on. I'm like, oh God, I've just had such a long week. And yeah, I, I have to. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. Of course we are. But it's true. And it's not a lot of money. And, it, you know, for us, it, it isn't really about like the brides and the grooms tickets sales. It's, it basically covers like advertising and stuff for us. But for the business itself, it really runs based off of the membership fees and, um, you know, the vendor booth fees for the events as well. We will be branching out and doing some other newer concepts as well. It's, you know, one that you've, you've been working on with us and, and Lydia maybe from Tribe Up North when it comes to offering supplemental membership opportunities, like a master level membership where our members can really take 
their business to the next level. I have benefited so much from that experience working with a variety of different people, you included. So for me, I think it's about support. And if I, I'm in an opportunity, which I've recognized where I can really help facilitate that support and again, connect. I'm such a nerd, but it's like, it's, it's my mantra. It's like connecting people. I'm a, I'm a connector. If I can connect my members and give them more opportunities to other local pros and whatnot as well, then yeah. So we'll be doing some webinars and stuff and offering some like a mastermind group and everything as well. So yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that really stands out to me as a member, because I am a member of this organization is how continuously and how frequently you're providing new value for us members. I feel like you are every day trying to come up with a new way to, to help us, to help us with our businesses and to help us connect with our brides. But I mean, connecting with the brides is sort of the given. And I feel like you've come up with some really creative ways to provide value. I mean, you're always having like networking events that are just for the vendors and, you know, this new membership that um, has the coaching built in, which I am a part of with, uh, with Lydia from Tribe Up North. And I just, I, I commend you. I think that you do such an incredible job of that. And I am part of a lot of different organizations and it's one of the things I admire most about you. And I have to imagine that that translates into a strong loyalty that your vendors have with you. Thank you so much for saying that. It means a lot to me, <laughs> but it's true. And I, it's sort of my Achilles heel. I think I'm, I care a lot and it's going to sound really, really cheesy, but it, it is true. Every new member that joins, I get on the phone with them and I introduce myself and I'm like, Hey, I'm Allie. Let's talk about your goals and like what you're looking forward to this year. And every, re, every year that a member renews, I do the same thing. I'm like, let's schedule a time to, to chat. Um, also every month we do member meetups. So that's a great chance to, for people to meet each other. If they haven't a lot of new members take advantage of that and they'll come and they'll meet me face to face. Um, so every month I try to create some kind of opportunity to be able to connect with all the members. And I mean, you know, sometimes people come sometimes a lot, sometimes they don't, it's, it's, you know, everybody's busy, but for me, I, I think that's my, that's really why I try to do all these different opportunities and different things because I want something has to work for everybody, you know, even if it's, I send monthly emails too to everyone saying, Hey, this is what's going on. This is the events that are coming up. This is what's new. And I started recording myself saying the emails instead, just in case it's easier for people to listen to it. <laughs> I, I opt into that. I, I, your last email that you sent, you were like, yeah. And if you don't want to read this whole email, I was, I was like, okay, I'm just listening. Listen That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you recorded a really cute little video of you basically reading the email. I mean, not literally reading the email, but like covering sure. all the information. And what surface did you use? I actually loved how cute there was like the little circle with your face in it. And you were- That was Loom. That was adorable. Yeah, L-O-O-M. It was awesome. My graphic designer suggested it to me one day. She was like, you know, you have a lot of notes to share. Just do a Loom recording and then email it to me. And I was like, oh. Awesome. <laughs> I love when millennials are like, oh, just do this. And you're like, uh -huh, yeah, I'm still young. What? I mean, tell me one more time. <laughs> no, we're millennial. We're, we're, we are elder millennials. Yes. So we're right on the cusp. <laughs> I'm a comedian I just watched. What's her name? Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah. Hashtag elder millennial. <laughs> oh my God. We, we are. We're seasoned millennials. So what's next? I mean, you've got this great organization going. Where do you take that? How big is big enough? Are you looking to expand to other cities? I mean, actually rewind real quick. You're managing two cities currently. 
And um, you live in one, obviously you don't live in both cities. I guess some people live in two cities, but you live in one city. And (laughs) I I know personally that you travel here all the time. To Rochester, you live in Buffalo. But what are some of the challenges of running a multi-city local organization? So yeah, I'm in Rochester at least once a month. You know, sometimes we have events or there's things going on and I've been there, you know, more than four times a month. Uh, Someone recently saw me at an event and was like, do you, do you live here now? (laughs) I wonder the same thing. I I think of you as one of my friends that I see, I see you more than some friends that live in Rochester that way. I know. Well, we're just lucky in that way because we work together and we, we play together. So it, it works out. But yeah, so stra- like challenge wise, it's definitely, it's definitely harder than I thought it would be. I, you know, if you can remember years and years ago when Whitney still worked with you, we had our very first mixer at Good Luck. And, you know, McCarthy was there. The girls from gallery came by. It, it was just like a whole bunch of, you know, of, of people who I, you know, I'm still friends with now. And and you guys were like, yeah, there's nothing like this out here. We want this here. And I was like, cool, let's do it. But it's different. You know, it's a different market completely. Um, bridal shows are not created equally. I don't think in both of these two cities. And I think that my distance at some times has caused a hindrance, um, mainly because I can't be there. I'm not as tapped into what's happening. And it isn't easy for me just to be like, oh, this is happening in Rochester this weekend. I'm just going to like put that up on Instagram story because I'm also involved in all these other things that I have going on with my other businesses and the family and stuff. So distance can definitely play a part, I think, for me, because a key point to this business for me and how I run it is the fact that I am so heavily focused on connection with people. Um, so I just try to make up for it in other ways. I try to reach out to people online as much as I can on Instagram. If I get a new follower or if someone tags me, I'll send them a message and be like, Hey, awesome work. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you because I know that it's a struggle. Lastly, I'm hiring someone that lives in Rochester, so it should help out a lot. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure that that's a a great solution to have some boots on the ground here. Mm -hmm. So what is next? Are you looking to have new, you know, representation in new cities? How big are we going with this? I mean, I would love to continue to expand. I think it only makes sense, especially because I've got a lot of other interests from some people in the outskirts of where we really, you know, of like our core areas that we really focus on, like Buffalo, Rochester, the areas around it and in between. But it's difficult to imagine scaling right now with everything else that I have going on, especially with how connected I am in the business. I think like, you know, right now we have about 110 members and we've pretty much dated that number between 100 and 110 for the last couple of years. And I'm like, why can't I break it? You know, like I, I, I want more members, of course. I think it would be wonderful to be able to recommend even more limo companies and more bakeries and, and whomever. Like, we have con- caricature artists and we have, um, you know, photo booth that's made out of an old VW bus. Like all these really cool, unique vintage and, and modern wedding ideas. It'd be wonderful to have them. But I think because I focus so much on this personal connection, there's only so many hours in the day, you know, and there's really only so many people I can actually have in like a worthy conversation with where we're both getting something out of it. So it's the classic small business owner dilemma. I think I don't know how to scale myself up because mm-hmm. that's really, it isn't just like, you know, the services that we're selling, but a lot of it is me, I think. And it is the fact that people know that it's just me that are running it. I think people don't know that. And when they find out that it's really just one person, <laughs> one tired person with bright red lipstick on all the all time. time. Well, it's not right now, but yes, all the time. I think too, you know, back to the very first question that you asked me, 
that is something else that makes us hugely different from every other organization. Um, and one of my newest members asked me that exact question as we were chatting together on Instagram chat. It's this perfect example. I said hello to him and how, how much I loved his work. And he was like, thanks, you too. What do you guys do? And I started telling him all about it. And he was like, oh man, how do you know? So the, the conversation continues. He ended up joining, which was great. He was like, right away, it's like, oh, I need to do this. But when you look at somebody like, I don't want to sound nasty, but other organizations are pushy. They just are, you know, they're, they're pushy because they care about the quota. They care about, you know, getting more of, of what they have. And as much as I'd like more of what I have too, I'm not just going to like sacrifice, I think what makes us so special and what makes us so unique just to get it. I'm a little bit limited, like I said. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that is one of the questions and bigger is not always better. I mean, scaling up has been the end of many businesses that, you know, got too big to manage. I mean, I think certainly there are ways to achieve that if down the road, that's something that you're really feeling the pull for. But I agree with you. I think that part of your success is that connection. And like really the only way to scale it is to be able to find other connectors and get a team of like-minded women or men um, to, to connect on that same level, which for which hiring would be really fun for you. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anyone that's listening, if you're interested, you know, yeah, if you, if you live in a different city and this sounds attractive, hop on in. Um, <laughs> so that's it, Allie. Are there any other things you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's just extremely important to get away from the screen sometimes and, and, and to actually make these connections in business for sure. I'm in this unique position, I think, when it comes to anatomy and making wedding dresses, what we do is so specialized and custom as well. And we do forge this incredible connection with our, with our clients and we become friends with them. I mean, a couple of our clients just took Joy out for dinner because they like missed her. <laughs> Joy's your sewer, right? Yeah, my, one of my, my tailor, yeah. But yeah, but, um, and then when it comes to like, you know, BIW as well, I think people like knowing and this is, you hear this so much in every podcast you listen to and any social media tips you listen to, it's all about the personal connection because it's almost becoming scarce and it's, it's, a, it's really forced and fake in a lot of other places all around us. So I think the more genuine, authentic you can be, if you can break down the walls and you can just say, let's meet up, let's do this, let's get together. I think it's the best way to really change the game when it comes to your own business so yeah, as much as possible, like meet people. Don't just sit behind your computer screen and be like, I'll do it later. Just do it. That's awesome, Allie. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Where can people follow you? Oh, they can follow us. You ready? Buffalo Indie Weddings, I-N-D-I-E, uh, Rochester Indie Weddings, of course, too. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on our website, of course, we're on Twitter and Pinterest, but on Twitter and Pinterest, so it's funny, speaking of the name earlier too, we just recently switched to Upstate Indie Weddings for Pinterest and Twitter because the city- More concise. Name, well, it is, yes. And the city, the names of the cities can be a little bit limiting when it comes to reaching. You know, when it comes to Twitter and Pinterest, those are the two platforms that we can really use to reach the most people and, and you know, optimize discovery as much as possible. So- um, we thought that having a broader name would be more effective for that and maybe for the rest of it in the future. Who knows? Awesome. Thank you so much, Allie. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for sharing all about connection and how to create those relationships, not just online, but also in real life. 
Thanks for listening to the Own Your Bold podcast. For show notes, resources, freebies, and more, visit ownyourbold.biz or come see what we're up to on Instagram and Facebook at Embolden Biz. Till next time.